0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on Code Chat. My name is Jeremy Foster, and you can find me online at CodeFoster.com or on Twitter at CodeFoster. And I have no guest today on Code Chat, so it's kind of just a chat between you and me, and instead of talking to somebody, I'm going to be showing you something kind of fun. Uh, as you probably know, I spend quite a bit of time in the IoT space, and whenever you're building IoT, the T the is things, and so, In IoT, we end up making things, and actually I have a lot of fun making things. These things, in my view, are usually made up of some sort of material design and build, and then the addition of electronics that you add to this this, uh, thing, this material design, and then you write software and you put it on those electronics on that board of whatever kind you have and then you talk to the cloud. So those four things, the material design, the electronics, the software, and communication with the cloud and other devices. So really today, I'm talking about that step one, the material design, how do you actually build things? And there are so many different techniques for manufacturing. There's additive with things like 3D printers, there's subtractive with things like mills, and there's a plethora of other techniques. And they're all a real blast. It's really great to bring something to life that's tangible. If you're like me in the software world, sometimes it gets a little bit old at the end of the year looking back and not having anything that you can put your hands on that you've built. So, this is a fun part of the job. Now, a long time ago, I was uh, using SketchUp. It was a, used to be a Google product, uh, later bought by Trimble. And SketchUp is pretty great for bringing some concepts to 3D design pretty quickly. But I I kind of reached my end at least of that software after some time and I went looking for another one. And I found Autodesk's Fusion 360 and it's a wonderful package. Uh, I ended up really falling in love with it and being able to do some parametric modeling and being able to get very prescriptive about the actual dimensions and constraints of whatever, whatever it is that I'm making. So I have a lot of fun with Fusion 360. Um, you can go find and download that. They have a, a version for hobbyists and startups and students, so it's really easy to get into. Uh, but anyway, that's what we're going to be working on today is a specific thing inside of Fusion 360. And I think that sometimes on CodeChat you'll, you'll see me bring these kinds of elements in. This one is going to be about a specific topic and that is doing a 2D design, a vector design, on a specific face of your 3D model. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump to my screen, and we're looking at Fusion 360. Now, you may already have a model that you've created. Maybe you're coming to this with some Fusion 360 experience, but I'm going to assume that we don't. And actually, it's outside of scope for me to try to describe Uh, you know, how to do all of the modeling in Fusion 360, but you will see that it's pretty easy to just say, I want to create a box. I want that box to go on this plane. It's going to start with this uh, square, this rectangle, and then I'm going to drag it up this high. So, there I have myself a box. I can go ahead and hit OK. Now, that's a little bit too simplistic, so let's go ahead and complexify it, if you will, Um, one step further, which is I'm going to grab a couple of sides here and tap F to fill up those sides, and then I'm going to drag that down to about there. And I've made myself just a custom shape here. There's nothing uh, fancy about it. It's just, it's just something more complicated than just a box for us to work with to show off the, um, uh, the concept that I'm going to show you today, which is taking one of the faces here. So here's a flat face, here's a flat face. Taking one of those faces and saying, I want to do something more complicated, and as far as 2D drawing or 2D design, then simply um, than what the sketching environment in Fusion 360 will allow me to do. Now, after I've made this surface, in order to get that face out of Fusion 360 and into my design software, what I do is I come up to my sketch panel and I choose to create a sketch. So, I click there and that, now a sketch exists on this face and you can see that it showed up in my object browser over here, and now I have a sketch. I can toggle the visibility, and that sketch is actually that side of the, it's it's actually on that face, and it encompasses that entire face. Now, once I have a sketch, I can right-click on it, and I can say, I want to save that as a DXF. So, let's go ahead and do that. Let's save that as a DXF. And we'll just call this uh, rounded rectangle and I'm saving it as a DXF, save, and now that's a DXF. And now all we have to do is go find a vector editing software package of choice, whatever one you want to use, but it has to support DXF, has to be able to import and export DXF, at least in order to do it the way that I'm showing you today. Now the good news is that if you don't already have a vector editor of choice you can just go download Inkscape and it's completely free and it has this capability. So I've opened Inkscape. This is not my daily uh, go-to design software. I actually use Affinity Designer for most of my 2D designs, but this is a great one and it's free so I, I usually feel comfortable sharing this with crowds. Now, in Inkscape, I can simply File, Open, and I need to go open that DXF file. So, let's just say I'm looking for DXF files inside of my Scratch folder, and here's this one called Rounded Rectangle, so I'll open it. Now, when I bring that in, it gives me some options here. I've been able to get by just choosing all the defaults and going ahead with an import of that. It does some funny thing resizing my window, but it actually brings it in. Now, I don't know why it actually brings it in off the page here, Uh, and my first instinct was to kind of get it in the middle of the page, but don't do that because if you move this around, then when you bring it back into Fusion 360, it's not going to be in the right place by default, and you're going to have to move it again. So just leave it right where it's at. In fact, if you click on it, and in Inkscape at least, the default for zooming to the selection is to just tap the number 3 on your keyboard. So there we go. There's our face as it came out of Fusion 360. So this is the face that we want to design on. And now we have the full power of our design software to work on this. We're not limited to whatever it is that Fusion is able to do. So Fusion 360 is, I mean, it's made for 3D design. It's not made for 2D design. So it doesn't even bum me out that it doesn't have the full capabilities of Illustrator or designer or Corel Draw or Inkscape. I'd rather export that from Fu- Fusion 360, do that here and then bring it back in. Okay, so the possibilities are endless now. What do we want to create here? And we'll just be kind of silly with this. I'm going to go ahead and create a spiral. Let's go ahead and put that spiral in the roughly in the middle of this radius here. And then let's go ahead and put some text on the bottom. So I can show you that how text works, because that's a common case. I, uh, you can do some basic uh, text in Fusion 360, but there's a lot that you can't do. You can't rotate the text and fit it to a curve and all kinds of fancy stuff. So I usually export that and do it out here. So let's go ahead and just kind of stretch this and get it out of proportion a little bit centered in the bottom. Let's click again on it and rotate it just a little bit, just to show that that's one fancy thing that you can do. And there we have it. So, let's just pretend like this is the end of our design. This is all the the complexity that we want. Actually, there is one more thing I need to do. This spiral, it's really just a stroke in my 2D software now, and I want to turn that into an, an object, something that has area to it, so that I can extrude it. So, in order to do that, let's go to the I believe that's fill and stroke properties and if I go to the stroke style, I can set this to say 3 and now it has some some weight to it. Let me up that a little bit. There's 5. Let's say I want the caps to be round. And now I have a stroke that has some line width, but I need these things to all have area. So I need to turn that stroke into an actual path and I can say I want to turn this object into a path, and now that has actual area. And I need to do the same thing with my text. See, right now it's text, and if I try to export this, it's going to export that as text, and that's not going to work very well bringing that in. So, once again, object to path there as well. Okay, now I'm, for the most part, done creating my my design. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to delete this, I'm going to call it an envelope. This represents this area that I have to work with. And it was really useful when I was designing in here because it gave me an idea of the space that I have to design and where all of my elements are going to be laid out. But I don't need it anymore because I don't need to send that back into Fusion 360. So, let's just delete it. Now, I'm ready to export this file. Save as, now whatever design software you're using might give you an export option instead of a save, but in Inkscape, it's a save. So I like to give this a rounded rectangle. We'll call this with design, so we'll just say design. Now by default, Inkscape likes to save to the SVG format. In fact, that's its native format. But I'm glad that it has the capability of exporting to DXF. So let's do that. Now, when we save that, there are a couple of important things here. Actually, just one, and that is that the base unit is in millimeters. Um, So, I'm going to choose millimeters for the base unit. In fact, that's what it's already at. So, once again, I get to get away with all of the default options for this uh, Save dialog. I hit OK, and there we have it. We've we've, uh, saved our design out of Inkscape, and we're ready to jump back over to Fusion 360 and bring that into this face. Now, in order to get our DXF file, I actually right-clicked on my sketch, and I said, Save as DXF. I had to create a sketch first, so I already have a sketch. And in this sketch, this is where you import a DXF. You can actually export an SVG as well, and you might notice that in the menus here, but I've discovered that you get better fidelity of the units if you do it as a DXF than as an SVG. If you bring it in as an SVG, it's going to maybe not show up at the right size or in the right location. So, editing this sketch, and you can always tell that you're editing a sketch because you have a stop sketch icon over here, so I am still editing the sketch. And in here, I just say I want to insert a DXF and then it gives me a little dialog that allows me to choose the, the plane or sketch that I want this to apply to, and that's already selected. It gives me an option to choose the file, and this is the rec- rounded rectangles dash design And you can see that it's pulled that in and it's already in the right place. Once I figured out how to do this and it appeared in the right place and I didn't have to do any scaling or any translation, I was thrilled. And, and that's, that's what you're seeing right here. Brought it right into the right place. Let me go ahead and hit OK. Now, I did mess up in one way, and that is um, on my, my curl here. I didn't get my, uh, I chose the wrong option. What I meant to do was say stroke to path, not object to path. So, let me try that again. Let me re-export this as the DXF file and specifically as the dash design. It'll ask me to replace it. I do want to replace it, and then in Fusion, I'll undo that and bring it in again. Insert a DXF, find it, there it is, and there it is. Okay, now my spiral actually has some volume. So, let's go ahead and hit OK. We've brought these elements into the sketching environment. I'm going to go ahead and minimize this panel so we have a little bit more room to work with. And the next step is simply to do a little bit of cleanup. So, you can see that when I converted my text to shapes, it actually brought in these little elements in order to construct these shapes. And I am able, in the sketching environment, to simply click on those and hit delete, and that's really handy. There are a couple small ones on the C here that you can barely see, but I'll go ahead and clean those up. It's nice to get rid of those. And I think there's one more on the... Now, the one on the B is a little bit funny because it goes all the way down, and if I delete that, it's going to delete the one in the middle as well. So, in this case, I need to go into the sketch panel and break that up. Now, I can click on just one of these, for instance, that one, and delete it. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Oh, that one needs to be broken as well, so I will break and then I'll choose this little stub, delete that, and I'm doing pretty good. Oops, I missed one. There's one on the A, there we go. Okay, now let's do something simple with these shapes, just so we can see how that would work. I'm going to choose the A profile, the B, the C, and the D, and once again, if this is all new to you, it's outside the scope of this, but this is a really simple profile selection in a sketch, and I'm going to extrude those into an actual 3D shape. So, I'm going to tap the letter Q, which uh, does a press pull, or in this case an extrude, and I'm going to pull those ones out one millimeter, okay? And now I'm going to go ahead and scroll up and, oh, where did my spiral go? Well, the default behavior in Fusion is to hide your sketch once you've done an extrusion from it, because it just kind of assumes you don't need it anymore. But I'm going to go ahead and show that sketch again, and there's my profile. So I'll choose that profile. I'll hit Q, and instead of extruding this one out, I'm going to extrude it in. Notice that it gives me this red indication of that 3D space to indicate that it's actually doing a cut operation because I'm, I'm uh, extruding and I'm going into a body. So it's going to default to a, a, a cut operation, and that's indicated right here, cut. I'll go ahead and hit OK. And there I have it. I actually have an extrusion out on the lettering and an extrusion in on the spiral. I've affected that shape with a custom design, and that's awesome. Uh, Now, let's just go ahead and do a a little bit nicer rendering of this so that I can see what it's going to look like. I can go ahead and hit In Canvas Render, and it's going to take a while for it to Um, really pull out some good quality here. I can go change the options and make that look like it's clear acrylic or make it look like it's wood or plastic or whatever it is. And then, of course, this has actually affected my body. So, if I jump back to the model, this body now can be sent to a 3D printer by, first of all, simply selecting the body. And I'm going to long left hold on this body and go to the parents, actually easiest way is to go into the bodies here and choose that body. Now that body is selected and then I can right click on it and look at there, save as STL. And that's what you need to export this to a 3D printer. So, just a fun tip on how to take something that you've created in Fusion 360, this 3D modeling software, take one face out, work on it and bring it back into Fusion 360 and have something Custom and awesome that you can print on a 3D printer. Um, Maybe what you're designing on these faces is interfaces for various devices. I'll do that oftentimes with a Raspberry Pi or a Raspberry Pi Zero, um, where I can interface with the actual mounting brackets, mounting holes on the device, onto the face of something that I'm gonna 3D print. So, have a lot of fun with that, and uh, it was a bit of a unique Code Chat. Thanks for joining me on this, and we'll see you next time on Code Chat.